All right, now let's get started here. Way number 18 and the ways to wisdom. Now we have less than 48 hours to Purim. So it's really, I think it's really ironic that tonight's way to wisdom is called minimizing pleasure, minimizing physical pleasure, which is interesting because people, I think Purim has a, a uh, is probably not known for its minimizing of pleasure. Um, so in Hebrew, in the Mishnah, that is miyot ta'anuk, which means minimizing physical pleasure. So like with all the ways to wisdom, there is a positive aspect to that, and there is a negative aspect to that. The positive aspect is that when we say, like we said last week, um, you know, when you minimize something, that means that there is something there that needs to be used. If it wasn't good at all, you would say it to eradicate it. So if something is saying to be used in, in, um, in, a, in, a, in a minimized fashion, that means that, so what is an effective use of physical pleasures? And the negative obviously is, you know, um, uh, how, to, how to minimize it when, when it's uh, not, not effective. So we're gonna kind of, I think it's kind of, a, they kind of go hand in hand. So we're gonna kind of work, uh, work through them. And the goal obviously is that a person always be in the driver's seat. You wanna be the master. You wanna be in control. When am I, I choosing to indulge, quote unquote, and to partake of pleasures? And when am I, I decide I don't want? That is the goal here. You don't wanna be a servant to anybody. Uh, you wanna be in control. So let's think, let's give an example that I know has happened to me many times and has happened to you or anyone else who ends up hearing this. Have you ever gotten lost in a bag of chips? You pick up a bag of chips, like, hey, I want a few chips, I'll have a few. The next thing you know, you are fishing for chips and there's none left. And uh, you didn't want to have all those chips. And actually, after you finish a huge bag of chips, you might actually not feel very good. You may have a stomach ache. You may feel not so good up here. You may feel kind of dumb. Um, so now, I don't want to like overanalyze this bag of chips situation, but I think it's a good paradigm because I think everyone agrees that having a, I think we all agree having a 10 ounce bag of chips in one setting is not good for anyone. But the question is, there, there may have been a positive reason why you picked up that bag of chips. And which, at what point do those chips become undesirable? What happened? What's the, where's that switch? So basically, this is why we need to look at this a little bit tonight. Because, and I think it's actually, it's ironic, but it's very, very apropos that we take a peek at this as Purim is entering, because not all of us are as seasoned as Mr. Shapiro at dealing with uh, with worldly pleasures in a balanced way. So that's why we have to see what the Torah says. 
And life experience is certainly a very helpful thing in this department, as it is with everything. But uh, thankfully, for those of us who don't have as much life experience, we have the Torah that gives us a little bit of a, a peek. Now, we all know what it looks like when someone, uh, um, it's clear that what when something is not good, there's too much pleasure. And um, the, we, we, need a, we need to understand this because in order to just be a sane person, let alone a productive person, person has to have a good orientation of how to deal with uh, physical pleasures. So the first thing is that um, you to pay attention when, when, when do we have pleasure? Just like think about it. You know, we're, most of us are kind of zombie-ish. We kind of wake up in the morning, go through our day, go to sleep at night. If someone would ask you, hey, you know, um, what kind of pleasures did you have today? So if you didn't have any obvious ones, you may say, nah, it was kind of a humdrum day. So the first thing to do is actually take a step back and to actually know when we're going to like kind of have like pleasure as a little bit interchangeable with energy, because when you have that pleasure, it tends to give you an energy. So, you know, air, having fresh air could be a very pleasurable thing. I mean, I even pay attention to it. A small thing just says the feeling of that you have after you brush your teeth might be a pleasure. Um, there are so many opportunities for pleasure in our daily lives that we may completely be not cognizant of. So that's the first thing to do, just to take an inventory, to know when and where are these pockets or not pockets, mountains of energy slash pleasure that you can, you can access without even buying an energy drink. Cheaper. This happens to be, I think it's healthy, it's vitamin water. Um, but I actually, when I was preparing this class and then I read this bottle, I think this bottle, the marketing department read a lot of, they discussed, they, they learned the material for this class because uh, it's really, look a lot of these, a lot of these bottles, they actually do a lot of what we're saying here. So the first thing is notice when and where you have pleasures to be had. Then after you do that, to ask yourself the big question is, are you actually experiencing, are you taking the pleasure that's there to be had? It's like you have a, like, like a video game and they have all these coins you have to hit, right? Are you picking up the coins? So, you know, a person could, could, could be actually thinking or not thinking and assuming that they're actually uh, experiencing pleasure when when they're not really. And then they're wondering why you don't have energy. Let's say someone spends a lot of money on a vacation or they spend a lot of money on a gadget or this or that or an experience and you can walk away from that experience not energized. So you have to, to, to take inventory of am I actually experiencing the pleasure which is mine to have if someone is in a relationship that is not providing any pleasure relationships could have a lot of pleasure 
So a person can ask themselves, well, am I getting the pleasure that's possible? And this relationship doesn't necessarily mean, um, you know, one of intimacy, it mean in, in a friendship. And there is so much potential energy that one can get really from any other human being. So, for example, Shabbos. Shabbos is described in Judaism as me'en olam haba. It's like a, a little bit of the world to come. It's an enjoyable thing. Well, the question many may ask is why well, I mean, I don't find Shabbos so enjoyable. Or I don't find parts of Shabbos so enjoyable. Well, it does, to, to in order to any, many, many pleasures in this world require effort to achieve that pleasure. Shabbos is one of them. And like with anything, you see someone enjoying something like, huh, you see a musician playing the keyboard, stone playing the drums, basketball, dancing, crocheting, cooking, baking. There's really no, almost no pleasure, no, no pleasure really, that doesn't have to be learned or, or, or acquired training. No, Shabbos is a good example. So um, what's the tools? What's the tools to enjoy Shabbos? Well, well Shabbos is mainly about the soul. So if a person is thinking Shabbos is going to be this, is all about relaxation, and that's it, then they're going to, they, they're never going to really enjoy Shabbos. They may enjoy some aspects of Shabbos. But Shabbos is, is a soul enjoyment. And basically, the short, we're going to talk about it forever, but the short on Shabbos is, how does a person come to enjoy Shabbos? Well, a person can pay attention during the week when their soul is like a little bit unre- not at ease. You have a long, your soul, you, you feel, feel a little bit of a spiritual longing. And then you can notice that the, the transition when Shabbos starts, how you, you, you're, not, you're feeling more at home. You feel like you arrived. And if that's, you're paying attention to like, ah, Shabbos is here. You, if you're just thinking about the cholent and the steak, now there, there you can understand there is a place, and you're supposed to have good, good food. I mean, we satisfy the body on Shabbos. You're supposed to. It's a mitzvah that helps the soul enjoy Shabbos. But the the goal and the real enjoyment of Shabbos is the soul. It's like people who go, let's say, to a basketball game. And they enjoy the social aspect. Now, the social aspect is nice, but the social aspect is enhancing an appreciation for basketball. If a person just thinks, oh, this is a crowd, and they don't pay attention to the basketball at all, they'll basically have wasted and missed an experience. They could have done that anywhere. So that's just an example. So number two on pleasures is, are you actually getting the pleasure that's there? Are you getting the, or you're leaving a lot there on the table? Number three, well, as we've kind of alluded to already, if you want to get pleasure, you, you're going to have to be a human being. And the difference between human beings and all other creatures 
is that we have is the nature of our intelligence, our mind. And in order to have human pleasure, which is the greatest pleasure, we have to keep our mind in the picture. And that means you got to pay attention. What is this pleasure? And look at the details of the pleasure. Because otherwise, it's just a sensation. When people enjoy something, it's because they notice the details and the intricacies and they have an appreciation for it and the complexities and the sophistication of it. Otherwise, it's just a sensation. Animals have sensation. Anyone can have a sensation. If we're not having our mind engaged, we don't pay attention to, to uh, engage our mind in the pleasure process, we're going to enjoy things a lot less. Now, so now we, okay, so we're, we know when our energy is, we are a little bit in touch with whether we're actually getting, receiving it or not, we're trying to engage our mind. And now you have where it really kicks into fifth gear. And this is where we can understand Purim in a real mature way. Person needs to ask themselves the, num the, the million dollar question. Million dollar question. Why am I engaging in this pleasure? Doesn't have to be a bad answer, but it's just a question. Why? Well, it could be many reasons. One could be, let's start with the obvious one, which we know is typically not going to be good. It's an escape. Food is, a, is an escape. It's, 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 you know, you're not feeling good, boom, quart of ice cream. You can escape those feelings. That's typically not good. You could be engaging in a pleasure to energize yourself. A lot of people use coffee in, the, in a productive way. People use snacks, coffee room. You have a break, a pick-me-up. A person could, could be eating breakfast, lunch, and supper, right? If a person is using a pleasure to energize, that's a very good thing. Now, if you have nothing to get energized for, then obviously it's not a good thing because... What are you energizing yourself for? So, so when pleasure is there to get you energized, it's a good thing. The prerequisite is you got to have something to energize for, otherwise it's not gonna. It's probably gonna be an escape because you have nothing to energize for. And it's not just about food; it's anything, any pleasure you can think of. The purpose of that pleasure is to energize yourself. Energy is energized. That's the way human beings work. We need to energize ourselves. Another reason a person could be engaging in a, in a particular physical worldly pleasure is as a reward. You're not trying to energize yourself going forward. It's something that you've incentivized, incentivized yourself that if you do X, and so this reward is in a certain sense an energizer as well. Well, why is that important to know if something is an energizer or reward? The reason why is because if you then you can then you can pay attention if it's something if if you're getting what you're looking for are you getting too little are you getting too much are you accomplishing what you want are you not accomplishing what you want if you know the why then you can actually see if you're being effective 
And like we talked about last week, you know, there's five levels of pleasure and the lowest level is physical pleasures. And that's what we're talking about tonight. Well, fifth class pleasures are, could be, are, are very helpful and essential almost to, as an entry to the higher levels of pleasure. So if you're using fifth level pleasures as ways to reward yourself towards your greater goals or to energize yourself to higher pleasures, then fifth, then fifth class pleasures are crucial and important. And this is so crucial to, to what Judaism has taught the world for those who um, allow themselves to be taught. The world is a beautiful place and pleasure is a good thing. Like anything, things can be, can be corrupted and used inappropriately. But objectively speaking, this world and all the pleasures the world has are good and they're productive. Again, if there are escapes, most of the time, they're not, it doesn't mean a person can never escape. There's a time and a place where a person's on overload and they got to escape. But, the, I would, but uh, it, it, the, that would actually usually qualify as an energizer, really. A person's trying to, to get energized, and sometimes, sometimes the way to energize is to t- very temporarily, in moderation, escape something that's actually really a, that really w- w- would likely qualify within moderation as an energizer. So number five is if to incorporate all this into our, slow, into our daily regiments. You know, it can, it can actually become second nature. People who are successful at these things, it takes some time, but a person can incorporate themselves into paying attention into when they're having pleasure, why they're having pleasure, and, 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 and to the degree. And uh, it can become second nature. It really, really can. Habits, a person can create all kinds of habits. Uh, and that's, uh, it's, it's, but, but the self-awareness is really where it's at. So, if a person is doing all this, they know the whys, they know the whens, they know the question that you have is, well, if you have the when and you have the whys, then you can decide, focus on decide what you want and how much you want of it. And don't, and then when, when you made that decision in a good state of mind, you don't then change your mind when you're at a point where your judgment is off. When you have a 10-ounce bag of chips, you can say, hey, you know what? I like a potato chip snack. You take some chips out of the bag. You put them on the plate. You put the, speak to a nutritionist. They'll tell you, put the bag of chips away. On the, right? And then... Because that once you're on your on your thirtieth chip, you're no longer in a good place to, to 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 be the best judge whether I should have more or less. And if you're not sure what something is, before you decide what and how much, you can try a little bit and then make the decision. But don't be a zombie, right? Don't be a zombie about. Or I'm talking to myself. Uh, you know, if 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 you're pay attention. If you're getting what you, let's say you are trying to reward yourself and you say, you know what, if I do this, this is going to incentivize me. Then you pay attention. Well, do you feel rewarded? And then if you feel rewarded, then it's a good plan. If you don't feel rewarded then this, okay, don't get depressed, but next, 
Try the next thing. The person's trying to energize themselves. And let's say even a person spent money. I went and I bought a drink. I bought a snack. And I thought it was going to give me the energy I needed. I took one taste and I'm like, eh, this is not going to give me energy. You know what? Get rid of it. You'll say it's wasteful. Well, it's wasteful to put something into your body also that's not energizing you. It's pulling you down. So, so that's, that, that's number six. Decide what you want and how much you want beforehand. And don't change your mind when you're not in a good spot to change your mind. I'll give you an example on Purim. Um, one second. Um, so on Purim, let's say a person wants to have a few Lachaims. So a, a person can ahead of time decide, you know what? It's a good idea perhaps to have a couple of Chaims. You know, I'll enjoy it. It will energize me. But decide beforehand, know yourself. Well, if I have a couple of Chaims, will that energize me? Great. Well, don't decide, you know, I'll figure out how much is good for me. Because once you have a couple of Chaims, you don't know what's good for you. So, so a physical pleasure is all about um, you know, using your mind, paying attention, now, number eight, no, sorry, um, number seven. In the Shulchan Aruch has a whole section on eating habits, actually. Now, I don't want us to get too focused on eating habits, because this really has to do with all pleasures. Eating is just something we all do all the time, so it's easy to wrap our head around, but it applies to, to, to intimacy, uh, you know, uh, all, every kind of enjoyment there is out there. So in Shulchan Aruch, it says a person should only eat to a two-thirds capacity of what their stomach can handle. Why, says the Shulchan Because that's a healthy amount. You eat less, you're not taking proper care. You eat more, you're going to feel heavy. It's not going to be productive. So with, with every pleasure that we have, we got to be able to estimate how much of that is good for me, for what I'm trying to do. Okay. Now, this could get pretty depressing. But we have to appreciate that all habits are very, very difficult to change. And this is really talking about a life's work, a life's mentality, and, 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 and it's not easy. So that's obviously something one needs to, come to, to uh, be aware of when you're going to do, be paying attention to these things. Now, we say, Judaism says this all over the place, there's nothing to be ashamed of to use crutches, to use other people, to use gimmicks to help you do what you want to be doing. So as Rabbi Weinberg would say, hire a friendly nudnik. What's a friendly nudnik? A friendly nudnik is, let's say you have a habit you're trying to break, and you you know you don't want to you don't want to ask someone to help you who's going to be overbearing and judgmental, but someone who can, could be a little uh, they'll drive you nuts a little bit in a friendly way. You know, for example, he said to someone, uh, let's say someone wants to stop biting their nails. 
Well, you tell your friend, every time you see me biting my nails, tell me that I owe you a dollar. If you stick with that, they'll stop it. They'll stop. Now, the best, best way to be happy, the best way to um, have a proper balance with pleasures is if a person is happy. When a person is happy, independent of those pleasures, then you don't tend to abuse those pleasures. You tend to use those pleasures appropriately. If a person is engaged in their life and they know where they're going, then you don't get lost in a bag of potato chips. You don't get lost in any pleasure. If you know where you're going, you won't get lost. So if a person is happy and a person has a, a, a uh, vision, they have a direction, that's really the best way to be grounded because you're not, you're, you're, you, you got a goal, you got a plan. That's really good advice for anything, but that's really all these gimmicks and all these ideas are good ideas. But if a person is just a healthy person and uh, a person's happy, independent of their pleasures, you don't want to be, if you're reliant on the pleasures for your happiness, happy pleasures can, can energize you, but energize is not you. So the Torah says, don't minimize. In other words, minimize the bad type. But the Torah says, go on a shopping spree for the good ones. Enjoy every single breath of fresh air. Enjoy to the maximum everything you eat and drink and see. You can't get enough pleasure, Judaism says. If it's, the, if it's energizing you. If it's energizing you, you can't get enough of it. And take advantage of it. The Torah tells us that we should turn into gourmets. What's a gourmet? Gourmet is a person who learns and appreciates the fine details and things. And you can become a much more, your level of enjoyment can get that much more. And if, therefore you can get energized so much more. You know, let's say someone, you know, they're in a, in a situation and the only recreation they have is basketball. If they don't understand the game. They will be having li very limited pleasure from that. Someone who enjoys basketball, then if they're playing basketball, they will have infinitely more enjoyment from that. So the, 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 the Torah recommends become a gourmet and as much of the world's pleasures as it has to offer. And the Torah actually is designed to, if one follows the Torah and the mitzvos, many mitzvos are there to help us um, uh, uh, capitalize on, on those pleasures. So, for example, wine. A person's going to have a cup of wine. You can have a cup of wine and guzzle it, or you can become a connoisseur, and you can enjoy, there's so much more to a cup of wine than just down the hatchet. There's so much more you have. You, you can use, learn how to use every part of your tongue, which most people have no idea even exists. And there's the swoosh, and there's the smell, and there's the, there's, the, there's so, the, Hashem made these things for us. The, Hashem did it on purpose. He didn't, Hashem doesn't make things just for fun. 
He makes them for fun, actually. But they're a fun that for us to have. He also gave it to, he made the world this way, is that the same, the most enjoyable experiences in the world is enjoying other people. People, people, people can provide so much, I'm not talking in, a, in an inappropriate way, friends, family, um, acquaintances, but that's not something that it does, it also requires training. You know, the, you talk about these great holy people who they would just get so much enjoyment just from meeting people. They're, 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 and those kind of people are going to be very happy because there's people, a lot, a lot of people around. I'll give you one example in Judaism. Before a person, before many, many, many pleasures the world has to offer, Judaism says, make a bracha. What is a blessing? What is the bracha I made before I had this? A blessing is, you're first of all, you're not jumping into it. You're anticipating. I'm about to have something. Stop. I'm conscious. I'm present. I'm, in, I'm pausing. I'm actually focusing that this enjoyment is a gift from some entity, a father, merciful father in heaven that cares about me. Everyone knows the cookie from home or from a friend is much more enjoyable than the cookie you buy in the store. Brachos are designed to maximize the pleasure of the food. You're not just grabbing. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. I, I don't know what it means because I don't say brachos properly all the time. But that's just a great example that brachas are designed for the ma to maximize um, the food pleasure. Another example. Now, a person also has to understand that, that what's Kabbalah? Jewish mysticism. Jewish mysticism says that there's deep, something deep in everything. So, for example, just a simple basic food idea that's a deep idea. So there's basically three, you got, you have bread. Bread is the, it, it, bread to food is, is like wisdom to the soul. Bread is the staple, it's the, it's, it's the, the anchor, excuse me, it's the anchor of any diet. And that's the basic thing that you need. Well, wisdom, just a simple knowledge to know what to do, that's the first thing that your soul needs. And it's got to be in that order. What's the next thing? We need protein. We need meat. Well, when it comes to your soul, that's the questions and the answers. That's the whys. But the first thing, and now a lot, of, a lot of us do this backwards. We want to know why first, and then we do the what's. The Torah says, well, imagine if someone would say, you know, I'm not eating until I understand how this food works. You know, you eat, do what you got to do. Then you understand the why. And at the end of the meal, that's when you have the wine. You know why? That's when you have the, the, 
higher, deep, deep stuff. That's the wine, the extra. Because you don't have wine on an empty stomach. Used to be Jews, they would learn Mishnah, which is like the basics, Talmud, the wise, and then they would learn Kabbalah. So, and I'm not saying a person can't access certain ideas of Kabbalah, but a lot of people want to, they want to know the wise, they want to know all the deep stuff. Well, you know, it's not how things in this world work. It's not how things in the world work in any, any area of life. You can understand the wise, you can know the deepness, but before you do that, you got to have the basics. A lot of times I was like, well, like, you know, I don't like Judaism because I don't understand why. I don't get it. Well, you know what? You got to follow the program. There's a program. The same way there's a program in any other area of life. Let's move along here. It's getting late. So the most important salient idea we're saying is that we got to be careful to translate pleasure into energy for living. That's what pleasure is there for. It's there for to give us the energy to, to live. And then you, there's a whole beautiful trajectory that happens. Because remember, physical pleasures are fifth-class pleasures. They're the lowest-level pleasure. Well, when you engage in those fifth-level pleasures as a, as a way of energizing yourself, well, then that leads to second-level pleasures. Then you can learn to see the beauty in things, and you experience love. Then you go, go to the, you're able to accomplish, which is a higher level. You're able to feel in control and power, and that leads to being, to, to being creative. These are all higher, higher things, much, much more meaningful, but you got to start at the bottom. Judaism says this. You can't ignore fifth-class pleasures. When you don't take care of your body, you can't do good things. And that's the way Judaism says it works with the body, and it works that way with the soul. And then when you feel good, you're going to want to be kind. People who are taking care of their body, they feel better about themselves. They're kinder people. We can do this. We can do this. Now, again, why is this so important for wisdom? I think it's obvious. Person, don't waste the energy. You know how much wisdom, more wisdom you can have, how much wise you can have if you capitalize on all the energy that's there for free. You know, it was like, you know, you know, no one likes to leave something free on the table. It takes free samples, but we have endless free energy. And definitely don't waste what you paid for. Often we, we pay for pleasures. We invest time and assets, and we, we take so little of the, of the pleasure that's actually there. And you need those bodily pleasures. Bodily pleasures are like your horse. You need your horse to get somewhere. You can't say, oh, I'm not going to take care of my horse. Well, that's what it is. But the horse is not in, not the main thing. The Talmud says that old people should sit in the sun. Why should they sit in the sun? It's referring to someone who no longer is able to enjoy certain pleasures. And hopefully people enjoy all pleasures until they're until, until 120 years old. But there are pleasures at a certain point in time a person may not experience as much. But the sun the, is a pleasure which really anyone can enjoy. And the Talmud is saying that a person should enjoy as much whatever they can. And don't think, oh, I, I'm sophisticated. I'm an intellectual. I'm a, a cultured person. I don't need fifth-class pleasure. No, we all. We're all only as good as we take care of our fifth-class pleasures. And it's important to appreciate 
that the world is intended for pleasure. The Talmud says if a person goes to heaven and they say, you know, why didn't you go enjoy that beautiful fruit that I made? He says God's going to be upset about it. If you were here, it's like someone makes you a cake because you made you a cake and you say, I don't want the cake. The world's here to enjoy. Now, obviously, we don't need to focus on it too much. We, we all know the negativity of having too much. It can make you sick. It can make you dumb. It makes you wary. It puts you to sleep. Certainly, when you use material things as an escape, it turns into a vicious cycle because then you don't deal with things and you, you got to deal with them later and you don't pay attention to what you got to. So physical pleasure, just some key, some key buzzwords. Physical pleasure tends to be transitory. It leaves you depressed afterwards. It's an end in of itself. It's not satisfying. Energizing, more spiritual, it lasts. It, it gets you energy. It's a means. It's not the end. It awakens you. So just to summarize, I've said a lot of things. So we don't want to waste any, any opportunities we have to energize ourselves. Certainly not anything we've invested time for. The body is, like, is, is, is to the soul like a car is to the driver, right? You need the car. The driver is the main thing. Take care of the body and your soul will be good. The world is full of pleasures. Make sure to get the true ones, ones that last. And don't let stay in the driver's seat. Don't let the pleasures run, run you. When a person overindulges, it, drain, it drain, drains their self-respect. And a person should savor their pleasures. Learn how to enjoy pleasures. Imagine someone gives you a fifty-dollar uh, scotch and you down it without a second. It's just a waste. A waste. And uh, elevate life. Don't retreat from life. And wisdom is is, uh, is 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 a delicious flavor. Translate the energy that we have to propel you forward. And this is a tremendous, tremendous way to um, to get wisdom. And I think going into Purim, it's a tremendous lesson to understand how Purim is a very physical day. Lots of food, lots of drink, lots of fun. Typically, this year is a little different, all kinds of music and things. And, and Judaism celebrates all that. It's all good. All everything in the world is good. Again, it has to be something that's that's okay. But most pleasures, 99% of pleasures in the world are there and are able to be used in a positive way and can propel you forward, and they need to be used. You're not considered a holy person if you're person fasts every day. You're not considered a holy person if a person doesn't partake in the joys of life. So Lachayim, um, I don't anticipate having a Parsha share this week because uh, Thursday night is Purim, but uh, I should have a good Shabbos and a good Purim. And uh, thanks for coming.